On this episode of the Savvy Agent Podcast, we're going to do a little practice what you preach. I'm always saying if you make good content, you should repurpose it. And so here we are. I am behind on my to-do list. I do not have a new episode, but I do have really great content that you have probably not heard. What I'm sharing with you after the introduction here is a replay of a video that I did with my friend, Chrissy, Chrissy Connor, who is a marketing genius. And she is known as the visibility queen. And she is going to talk about visibility and building relationships in any market. It's quite a bit longer than our normal podcast episodes, but it is absolutely worth it. And because this is repurposed content, Chrissy has gone to whole new levels in her visibility empire. And she just did a challenge for herself. I want to say it was like a hundred days of being uncomfortable, but maybe it was actually a year of being uncomfortable. And so she was going live and posting pictures and posting videos, anything that met her particular uh, definition of being uncomfortable. It's been incredible to watch her. And so while this video is not necessarily about that, my point with this is I would really like to get Chrissy to come back and to give us an update on how putting herself out there and being uncomfortable about it has really progressed her business. You guys are in for a treat. Let's hear it for Chrissy Connor. <laughs> and today I have with me Chrissy Connor, who is well known as the queen of visibility. So Chrissy, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us about yourself and what you're going to teach us today. So um, as Heather said, I'm the visibility queen and there's a whole backstory to that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in my presentation, but I help brands and businesses get more visible online with rockstar social media and visibility strategies. So I just love helping brands and businesses grow because when you can help somebody really just grow their business and that can mean many different things depending on a strategy. It's just, to me, that's my passion project even though it's my job, it's totally what I'm passionate about. And I actually really thrive and love doing that. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to share my screen here. Oh, and you know what? For anybody watching, we love participation. It is so much easier to like totally jam on your topic and, yes. and have energy when we know that people are interested in what we're saying. So uh, if you're in Zoom, hit that chat button and say, hi, tell us where you're from. If you're watching on Facebook, comment, hi, tell us where you're from so that we can say hi back and uh, yes. so that you care. Where are we live on your page or in your group? I guess we I are live have. in on my page. Yay. Awesome. Sounds amazing. All right. Let me share my presentation here. All right. So we are going to talk about visibility and building relationships in any market. And I think this is important because there are some things that we're never going to change, right? When it comes to visibility and building relationships. And I just want everyone to take away how important this is in any situation, COVID-19 or no COVID-19. These things are really important for us to build a business. So in order to tell you a little bit more about these things, I feel like I need to tell you a little bit about myself and why I call myself the visibility queen. Because to be honest with you, 
I used to be the invisibility queen. <laughs> so this is a business that I owned. Um, it was called Live Love Do. It was a skincare business. And I owned this business in 2012 with a friend of mine. And my friend wanted me to do nothing but constantly go on TV shows. She applied for Shark Tank for us, like all these things. And I was like, I would pray every night, no lie, you guys, that Shark Tank would not select us. This is how bad I was so scared of being on video. I was paralyzed. I did not want to show my face. You can see how scared I am in this actual shot of this local TV station that actually put us on their morning, on their morning news channel. This was not even live, by the way. This was obviously recorded and edited. But I had to wear turtlenecks because I had hives that would like come all the way up. And I still get hives sometimes. But I would have hives that would come all the way up. And I was so embarrassed. And when the thought of getting visible or showing up as the face of my business made me scared, it made me feel paralyzed. Um, I was so scared about what other people would think. Like I would get sick to my stomach. Um, I would start scratching my skin. It makes me think about like the, what's that about Mary or something like that show where the guy like scratches himself. Yeah. Um, but also I was such a perfectionist. I was really afraid of messing up being made fun of or somebody showing up that was smarter than me. And I took all these fears and really internalized them and was so scared that it, along with other things, this is my business. I know I totally say I learned how to do everything the wrong way, but this is definitely part of why, why our business failed because of my fear of being out there. I wanted to hide behind a logo in our business name and hide in my basement where I made all these products and not do anything else. And I realized now, back then, it was hard to see that, but I thought I was Amazon. I thought I could just throw a bunch of stuff out there and all of a sudden it was going to sell and I didn't have to do anything. And that's really not the way owning a business works, right? At the end of the day, we are truly selling ourselves, especially as real estate agents. Like you probably build most of your businesses, I'm assuming, on relationships and yeah. really getting to know people. And I think that's so important. And I obviously didn't get the memo back in the day. So, well, your hair was killer. I have to say that as far as being you. on TV, like way to go. <laughs> Thank you. So this was an article we were in. Um, my friend pushed me out of my comfort zone, people. So just so you know, so we were in this Fit 614 magazine and she completely pushed me out of my comfort zone here because I didn't want to do this either. But um, <laughs> I was scared of everything. I was scared of everything that my face had to be a part of because I didn't think this was the right way to grow a business. I, again, I thought your product was good enough. That's all you had to do is put it out there and the people will come. And I was so wrong. I was so wrong. And I hate that it took me so long to realize this um, because that could have been a very successful business had I realized it. But in the beginning of my business as a digital marketer, I tried to do the same thing at first. And I tried to hide behind the scenes and realized really quickly, it's okay to make my clients look good but it's okay to make myself look good too. It's okay yeah. for me to show up as the face of my business because how am I going to get more clients? It's by building those relationships. And one of the easiest ways to start a relationship is to show up. And I love saying this, think about all of the movie stars or um, singers or bands that you love and you fangirl or fan guy over. You've never met those people, 
but you feel like you know them, right? You are a fan and you love them and they can do no wrong because you feel like you've watched their documentaries and their shows and you've listened to their music and you know them, right? And it's a totally a one-sided relationship. And that's why it's so important for us to get visible because our relationships don't have to be one-sided because we can't actually talk to people. Um, unless you're them, unless you're at that level. I'm not at that level yet. So I still talk to people, but um, this is a way to get started, right? To show people who we are, to be able to, you know, be relatable. And so that's why I'm so passionate about visibility because I used to be that person that was so scared and said I would never do a live video. And yeah, I finally did a live video. My first one was, um, my first live, real live video. So I'll, I'll tell you guys, there's a cheater way to do live video in a second. But my first real live video was doing Jello shots. I taught my audience Whoa. how to create Jello shots. <laughs> All my friends. And you're still like Jell-O. you're still like doing Jello shots every day because I saw yesterday you delivered some to a friend. Okay, <laughs> not every day. Ability queen and Jello shot lover. I know it has it has increased since this whole situation <laughs> happened. The fact that I get no alone time in my house means that I need a couple of Jello shots. In <laughs> so, um, so real life. When I first used to go on video, um, when I did live video, my first like ten live videos, I would go on my personal page, and I would change the privacy settings. This is so cheater. I would change the privacy settings to only me and I would go live and like to be so proud of myself, rewatch it over and like, okay, that's pretty good. Let me edit it, change the privacy settings to friends or public. Oh, look, everybody thinks Chrissy really went live, right? Okay. Cheater, total cheater. I did this for like 10 times, was so proud of myself and then realized, yeah, there's no interaction there. Like I'm like, they're not getting notified. They're seeing that I went live, but there's no real interaction there with my audience and I'm really missing out on that opportunity. So legit after 10 times of totally cheating it, I did my jello shot video, realized I didn't die from being live in real life. And, you know, I just took something like a jello shot that I knew how to do and I felt really comfortable with and I could, I I didn't need a recipe. I knew how to make them. And so I think that's really important. Like think about what you're passionate about and come out and go live and, you know, talk about that. Like if it's not real estate, try something else, you know, at first, because we all have passions and our audience has other interests besides buying houses or whatever product or service we sell. Right. So I think it's important because it also gives your audience a side to see another side of you. But yeah, also I've held um, virtual pampered chef parties Oh, and you know, I'm like, well, this sucks. People need to see what they, you know, what the products are. And so, um, I realized what great Facebook live experience I was giving myself just by showing them how to make brownies in the brownie pan or, you know, whatever, whatever recipe I was cooking for dinner, I would film it. And it was great practice. So if you, if you love to eat and you love cooking, well, find a local pampered chef gal and hold a hold a virtual party and force yourself to do a Facebook Live demo every day. And you don't even have to have your face on the camera, but you still get like that confidence from it. Exactly. And I think I talk about this later in my presentation, but that's great visibility because what are they going to do? They're going to tag their friends and you get to get in front of their audience. So that's even maximizing that visibility opportunity. I love it. 
So yeah, so, so, so true. I love that. I love that. So there are so many reasons to be visible. And Heather, if you have questions or if anybody has questions, stop me because I can't see yep. anything. Um, so really being visible is a way that you become a thought leader and an expert in your field, right? Um, and it's it's not just a numbers game, guys. It's really just being consistent and showing up type of game. It's showing up all the time. It's showing that you're authentic. It's showing you're real. And again, like I said earlier, just a chance that they feel like they get to know you. And for the most part, visibility is free. Unless you're running ads or something like that, it is free to show up on your Facebook page. It's free to show up on your Instagram. It's free to show up on LinkedIn. I don't know where all you guys market at, but you know, if you get invited to do, you know, a guest speaking, um, those are typically, you know, you don't have to pay anything to do those. So again, this is all free publicity, publicity for you and to be able to get out especially now into the maximum number of homes that you can because everybody's on social media. Like where else are we going to do right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So exactly. um, I love saying this is that people don't buy products and services. They buy relationship stories and magic and they truly do. They buy our relationship with them. Um, you know, if you, you know, personally, I know many realtors. I'm in Ohio. So I know many realtors, but the people I would, you know, use to sell my house or buy a house from are the people that I know that I've built a relationship with. So I think that's important. And I think if we can touch as many people as possible, that's what we should be doing. Um, another thing I like to say is how can your audience get to know you if you can't be found? So if you're not showing up and, and I, and I do quote video a lot because I think video is very powerful, but any medium that you're putting yourself out there in, if you're not showing up, you can't be found. And that's, you have no one else to blame, but you, right? You have to show up for your audience and hiding behind a bunch of graphics or logos or your realtor company name. It doesn't give your audience a chance to get to know you. Um, so who are you? What do you like to do? How can I relate to you? I can't relate with a logo, but I can relate with a person that is telling me what they like to do or telling me about their passions or teaching me something about real estate that I don't know. So I think that's really, really, really important. Uh, Paula said in the chat that she said, damn, this is exactly what I struggle with. Paula, friend, you are not alone. No, you're not. And, and I'm telling you guys, I feel so passionate about this is because I used to be that person. I used to be so scared and I have days that I still get a little nervous. And I think the thing that we get hung up on, I don't think we're so much scared of the people we don't know. I think we're more scared of the people that we that do know us. Yeah. We're more scared about what are they going to think? Right. But I told my kid this when he was in college, and I think it's a reminder for myself too, when I get worried about what my friends on Facebook or whatever are going to think about me. If they're not paying your bills, yeah, I don't care what they say or they think. I don't care. They're not going to pay my bills. It doesn't matter. Right? right. And so I think it's really important to just know that if, they, if they don't want to see our stuff, they're going to block us or they're not going to like our page. And it's okay. It's okay. Not all money is good money. And if they don't want to help you make any, well, to heck with them, go find somebody else. Yes. Yes. I know Heather's probably seen this graphic, but I think this graphic is so powerful. And just another reason to reiterate why we have to be so visible, because this is what happens in an internet minute. I'm guessing this is doubled right now. What do you think, Heather? Because this came out this like is January. This I'm stuck. Like, this is the first time I've seen this little wheel of, of yes. stuff. So, whoa. 
they update it every year. And so I grabbed this one for this year, but this again was, this was January. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's doubled. Yeah. It's been like an internet year since then. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. But this is what we have to compete with. So this is why I think it's so important to show this, that we have, you know, $1.1 million being spent online. That probably, that's probably down right now. Well, maybe not on toilet paper, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> 1.3 million people logging into Facebook. That's probably doubled. 4.7 million people viewing a YouTube ad or YouTube. Again, that's probably increased. YouTube, Facebook, and um, TikTok are like the three since this happened. Mm -hmm. Those are the three platforms that people are on more than anywhere else right now, which is also good to know. So well, yeah, I so you can see what we have is to compete with us to compete with our visibility, all of this. Yeah. And so this is why we need to stand out and why it's so important. Yeah. Snapchat is probably down because my 14 year old niece has been grounded from Snapchat. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's one I never stuck around with very long. It was fun <laughs> for the, for the filters, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's incredible. Yes. So let's talk about ways we can be visible. So obviously I've talked a lot about live video and video, and I think that's really, really important. Um, I think speaking and teaching engagements live and in person right now, we're doing a lot of virtual summits and virtual teaching like this. Um, but anytime that we can get in front of, again, somebody else's audience is huge podcast, even though it's not our face, it's still our voice. And that's a way that we can be visible again in front of somebody's audience, um, blogging, being, uh, doing like video logs or, or, um, even like YouTube, um, and then stories, I think showing the behind the scenes, um, showing there too, is just really a way to let our audience see like the behind the scenes of us and what goes on and all those types of things. And again, it's just a way it really can start that one-sided relationship being built because people feel like they know you. So I always tell this story. I, there are more stalkers on social media than there are likers. So I don't and know if you guys know that are incredible stalkers, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for real. So I was at Kroger one day and, um, that's our grocery. I don't know. Do you guys have Kroger? We don't, okay. but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's our big grocery store around here. And, um, this lady came up to me and she said, are you an Ava filling better? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we are. She goes, I'm so good. You guys were sick for a long time. I was like, yeah, we were. I walk away. And I'm like, who on earth was that? Mm. Who was that person? Like, obviously she's seen my Facebook and me talking about how we were sick because we had like a couple years ago, one of us had the flu, one of us had strep. And then we literally flip-flopped. Yeah. Like, so for four solid weeks, we were really sick. So obviously I was talking about it on social media and I went back and I looked at all these posts. Every person that liked or commented on these posts was not this person. Wow. I don't know who this person was, but... Apparently she followed me very, very closely. Um, another birthday party I went to, this lady walked up to me. She goes, I follow you and my friend Nellie. She goes, I love your stuff. Like, I love being a business owner. Like, and I'm like, I didn't know who she was either. And my friend knew her and she's like, oh, her name, her actually name was Heather too. And so um, she showed me, and again, she never had liked any of my stuff. So we have to create this visibility, not for likes not for vanity metrics, 
but for the people that also don't have any interest of liking or commenting. My husband is a lurker. He is not a liker, you know, so we really need to be creating content and not worry about how many likes or how many comments we get. Yes, you will eventually, those will eventually come, but that is not the most important thing. The most important thing is showing up, getting your message out there and knowing what your audience wants to see and hear more about. So check your ego and write for the lurkers or do for the lurkers. <laughs> so true. So okay. true. There are so many more of those. We all know them. Oh, well, sometimes I am them. So. <laughs> so my parents legit are. My parents are such lurkers. They'll be like, they'll call me up and say, I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, well, why didn't you like it? Why didn't you comment? Well, I mean, actually, it's probably better that your parents are lurkers instead of participants because sometimes parents don't do it right. And it's that's true. Yeah, less helpful than they think. <laughs> that's so true. So, so true. So another thing that I like to say about being visible is when we, when we do video or whatever medium we want to do, I think it's important to take that message and repurpose it. So this is actually going to make your life so much easier because you have this message and maybe your person doesn't like watching video, right? How can you create that into I don't know if realtors really blog, but maybe a micro blog on Facebook, or can you put that into text or you can you pull a little small snippet out of the video so they don't have to watch the whole five minute video. Mm -hmm. Any way that we can take that, that content that we create for our audience and we can repurpose it into a medium that they like to digest. Number one, it helps us have extra content. It drives our message home. It again, just, it keeps repeating that same thing that we say over and over and I always say, like, I hate hearing myself say the same things over sometimes, but our audience doesn't. Yeah. They, they how many times do we have to tell our kids something? Like, a lot. We have to tell, I have to tell my clients stuff over and over and over. And so I think it's important to know that you're not going to annoy your audience. Um, and if they are seeing that much of your content, they are a really huge fan anyhow, and that's okay. So, so I think it's so important just to keep saying our messages over and over and to not be worried about that. Because again, that helps, helps get our message across. It helps with our visibility. It helps our audience really know what we're about. And I think that's just so important for us to do as part of our visibility plan. I agree. Awesome. Other ways we can be visible are guest interviews. Like I'm a guest interview right now. I'm doing this training for you guys. So I'm getting in front of Heather's network. Um, I think email marketing, and I know you guys had, was it Melanie last week? Yes. Did email marketing. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they delete your email. Guess what? They saw your name pop up in their inbox at least once that week, right? They didn't unsubscribe. So you showed up in their inbox. Right. I think as many platforms as we can be on, well, don't like halfway do anything, but as many platforms as we can be on well gives us that kind of omnipresence and we can, you know, reach different audiences um, that are within the people that we're trying to target. Again, I mentioned this before, repurposing that content, but at the end of the day, we just have to be consistent. We really need to be consistent. Even if you hate live video and you just want to put out regular videos, it's okay. Just be consistent with whatever your plan is and what you're going to do. Okay. You got any questions? Uh, we do not have any questions. People are okay. having it. Let's keep going. All right. So 
at the end of the day, what platform should you be most visible on? That's that's up to you. And you really need to pull like who you are targeting. Um, I don't know. Do realtors have like ideal customers or people that they like to work with, Heather? Uh, yeah, we definitely have niche, um, niche markets. So you might have uh, you have agents who prefer to work just with buyers. You have listing specialists. So like that's, that's one way they've niched, although that's still pretty broad. But right. You have people who want to work with first time home buyers or, uh, people who only work with, um, you know, elderly people who have maybe passed away. So like pro- probate agents, I, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean elderly, but like, you know, uh, if they're downsizing out of their family home and moving into a nursing home. So niche markets like that. Um, but then, you know, at the end of the day, we're salespeople. So we'll really work with anybody who has money. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and I say this all the time too, you can have like who you want to market to. It doesn't mean that other people aren't going to be inspired by what you have to say, because I feel like when you're so consistent and you know what you want and you're so confident in that message, you do attract other people that maybe you're not necessarily targeting. Right. So I love saying this and, um, it's, and especially true. I feel like probably for a realtor, it's not your customer's job to remember who you are. It's your obligation and responsibility to make sure they don't have the chance to forget you. So I think this is important in real estate because not everybody is always, your person is not always in the market to buy or sell. And the, the way that we can keep you know, top of mind is to always be putting out really good content that they want to see, that they want to come back for, um, so that they don't have that opportunity to forget you. I, I just had, um, I was coaching an agent earlier today and they were having kind of struggling with, um, she said, you know, my sphere of influence isn't calling me. And I wonder if, I need to like move on if I need to find a different market because I'm working with these people from this lead source, but my sphere of influence, like they're not showing up as Mm -hmm. a lead source. And so, you know, we talked about that and that's basically this, like, it's not their job to reach out to you. You have to reach out to them and not be all like, Hey, you want to buy a house today? Because they probably don't. But, um, you know, how can you, how can you help them? How can you just visit with them and talk with them. And, you know, maybe you saw a house up the street from them that had a crazy high price, a crazy low price, a great backyard. And so, um, you know, delivering those equity updates on a regular basis, that's showing up to make sure that they don't forget you. It's so this really resonates a lot because of that agent's struggles earlier today. So true. My dog's barking. Sorry about that. Oh, (laughs) it's okay. We're a dog bark house too. So she's downstairs, duck. I don't know if somebody's at my house or what, but anyhow, home life, work from home life, right? Yeah. Everybody gets that. Yep. We get it. So if you're wondering, like, how do I start showing up more visible? How do I do this? I think the first thing is we have to get rid of that. I have to be perfect because that stops us every time because we're never going to be perfect. I look back at videos seven months ago and think, oh my gosh, I'm so much better now than I was then. And you know, our first video is probably going to suck. Our first podcast, 
probably going to suck, but we get better and that's okay. So a lot of my issue was perfectionism, thinking that I was going to mess up or say, um, too much or whatever. And now I don't really care. Like it, I care that my message gets across to my audience. I care that my passion gets across to my audience, but how, you know, if I mess up, it's okay. It's okay. I'm human. My dog barks. It just happens, right? We, we have these things that happen and we have to roll with it. Um, I think it's important to know that you're going to get better. Like every time you do something, you're going to get better and better and better. So that's why consistency is important because the more you do it, the better you get. Practice makes perfect. So you're still going to mess up, but it's okay. We still get to work on it and be better and better every time. And then I think it's important to know that we all started with zero followers or fans. Plain and simple. We all start at the bottom and it's really not a numbers game. It truly is showing up, being consistent for those fans and followers that we do have. And again, the lurkers, you know, the stalkers, all those people too. That's so important to just start, to just do it, be consistent and know that you're going to get better every single time you do it. And that's the only way you're going to get better is to keep doing it. It's just like your listing presentation. So for agents, probably 99% of us have been on listings where we've given a presentation to get the sellers to hire us to sell their house. And if you think back to the first one that you did, well, it probably sucked a little bit. (laughs) You know, you were not born amazing. You had to make yourself amazing. And that comes from, um, comes from practice. It comes from failing. It comes from practicing again. So embrace all of that and grow. So true. So true. I love that. I love that. So the last thing I want to talk about a little bit is building relationships because we've gotten visible, right? We are showing up and people are seeing our content. And I feel like as far as building relationships, some of the best ways to start is with engagement posts and that's asking questions. And I feel like especially now, right? Let's think about right now, the situation we're in. Everybody has an opinion about everything and engagement posts can do one of two things, right? Like you can just have fun with it and put out a post. Like, what do you, what have you been doing at home these past few weeks? You know, what is your favorite thing? What do you miss the most? Or you can ask like, tell me about your dream home or, you know, those types of things. So it's almost like market research, right? And you're, you're almost kind of getting some information from future leads, right? Sure. So we can do this a couple different ways. And I love engagement posts that actually can do market research for us. I love it. Okay. Um, obviously we have to talk to people. Realtors talk to people all the time. Um, and I think it's important to find something that you have in common. I believe in building, we can build very strong relationships online. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have to be in front of people all the time, especially right now. And um, my favorite story, and Heather knows um, these people, is our friends Teresa and Kelly. Uh-huh. They met online over seven years ago. And I think it was my fitness pal and didn't meet until this past October. Yeah, like, that's crazy. It's so crazy. You can build a real genuine relationship online and never meet the person. Obviously, as a realtor, you're eventually going to meet the person. But just think about Sometimes you have to nurture and nurture and nurture this relationship. I think our mentor, um, Rachel Peterson, said in one of her videos, it's almost like giving birth, like being pregnant, like you're nurturing this baby for, you know, 
nine to 10 months. And sometimes it takes that long to nurture a relationship. So I don't want you to ever think it's a waste of your time because even if they're never in the market to buy, they know somebody. They have a whole network themselves. So I think it's always important to continue to grow our network and our circle as much as possible because anytime we can get into somebody else's circle, that just helps our potential with having more, you know, house, you know, more buyers and sellers. I, um, I laugh because I think about the people who are four-year babies. <laughs> they never buy and sell. They, you know, drop off the face of the earth and they come back once a year to try again. And then it never, you know, it doesn't yeah. pan out until the fourth year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to talk to people. Um, I also love, and I'm sure Melanie talked about this too. When we do emails, like a lot of times when I send out an email, I just ask my audience a question or ask them a list of questions and encourage them to respond to me. And we get a conversation going back and forth on email. Just another way to, you know, build relationships and get visible. And sometimes I think it's important that we just get visible to that one person, right? We're just building that relationship and that visibility one-on-one, but it can definitely, you know, flow outside of that net, their network um, and our network. So I think that's really important. I also love to say love on people. We call it love bombing and it's just being more interested than interesting. And just, you know, loving on their content and what they're doing and what's going on in their life. And my last one that I love to say is if you're creating content and people are taking the time to comment, don't let that comment go unresponded to keep that conversation going as long as you possibly can ask them a question, thank them if they said something kind to you, just always make sure that you're responding. And plus it's really good for your analytics and it goes back up in the newsfeed. So all that's all really good. So there's so many reasons to do it. But the fact is, is that if they bothered to to make a response or to leave a comment, we should absolutely be commenting back to them. Yeah, that's great advice. And I love what you said, be more interested versus interesting. Yes. Be about your people, not about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so that is my presentation and I would love to answer any questions or talk about something else, Heather. Well, Chrissy, I want to know a little bit more about, um, I want to know more about how you went from the invisibility queen to the visibility queen. So like if you were to go back to that, I think it might've been like the first or second slide that you had, that was all of the things about you being invisible and like, um, Yeah, that one. Yes. So you were scared and paralyzed. And obviously if you're getting drunk on your Facebook live with your jello shots, like that's a way to overcome it. I was not drunk. (laughs) I was making them. So like what, what would be, um, for people who feel like this, what would be some recommendations that you have to like stair step their way to becoming more visible? Cause you probably wouldn't, I mean, maybe you would start with going live on every platform, but maybe there's a way to ease into it that makes it a little bit less scary. Absolutely. So one of the things I'm sad about is when I was dealing with all this, there was no such thing as stories. And I think stories are so much less intimidating because it's not on our newsfeed, right? 
You have to actually go to the stories to see it. And it disappears in 24 hours. It's truly a baby step, right? There's all kinds of filters. You know, you can have fun with it. You can ask questions. And I feel like stories is a super easy way to get a little bit more into, especially if you have a fear of video like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could start with a photo. If you don't even like photos of you being taken, you could start with a photo and work your way up. But I think we just have to press through because... I feel like the thing that we're scared most to do is the thing that we need to do the most to really grow our business. And I feel like it's always an indicator. If I'm really scared to do this, that's what I need to do next. If I'm scared to talk in front of a bunch of people, that needs to be my next step. If I'm scared of live video, that's my next step. And, and you know, the thing is, is that I went to a national speakers conference. These people speak in front of thousands of people. And they are scared of live video. So don't think it's just like us, you know, normal people like that don't do speaking events because it's so unpredictable. Whereas if you're speaking to thousands of people, you probably have a speech, you've memorized it, you've worked on it, you know exactly what you're going to say. Whereas live video is again, unpredictable. People can pop up and ask questions. And I think that's one reason that I was also scared to go live is because I was afraid that people would ask questions and I would forget what I was going to say. So I have little, always have like little post-it notes or um, like a note card because I'm also a rambler. I admit that about myself and I make sure that I write down all the points that I want to make. So if somebody hops on and comments or says something, typically they just say hi, or I love that or something like that. Um, So that way I don't forget my points. So I always write them down in case I get off on a tangent and start rambling and just, I want to always make sure that I make all my points. So I think that's really important. Um, but definitely start with stories. And if you need to cheater it and try it out on your page and do only me do it. Okay. If that's what makes you comfortable, but realize you're not going to make a maximum impact you want to make until you're ready to do that really with, with an audience and just be prepared, just be prepared, know what you're going to say. Don't try to write a whole speech and read it because it's going to feel really uncomfortable and stiff to you. And it's just look make weird. some notes and just, yeah, just do it. And, and I think a lot of it too, Heather is mindset. A lot of it is mindset and confidence. I totally had a confidence issue. I totally see that now. Um, and you know, and I also said I was afraid of somebody being smarter than me or knowing more than me. And now I love to say, I never want to be the smartest person in the room because I want to learn from somebody else. And I think just having that shift of mindset really helped me with being able to put myself out there more. That's so, I mean, I love that so much. Um, And how true. And I mean, you kind of do have to let the ego go. The ego is not your friend. Let's not go. Okay. Well, what if you... Um, I assume that looks on this page is for if you've got your face on or your hair done, like, um, during coronavirus, for example, maybe some of us are not getting as ready as often as we did before. Um, you know, I've got sweatpants on the bottom business on the top, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, what if, what if today was a day that I was in a ball cap and no makeup? Like, should I go live or should I wait until I look better? Like what's your recommendation on that? Um, I am always going to say be yourself always, always, always. But I also 
even if I don't have my face on, I always have a lipstick near me or cute earrings. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, that's like part of me um, and part of my brand that I always have lipstick on or earrings. And, but I might, you know, I might do a story in, you know, no makeup and a ball cap, because again, stories is kind of behind the scenes, right? See the real me. If I'm going out to do value on my Facebook page, if I'm going to do a live and I'm eventually going to turn into an ad, probably not going to go with a baseball cap and you know, dress down, Got it. but I would totally do that on my story, but that's just me. That's my brand. And that's, but I know that I'm going to put money behind that eventually. And I want to make sure that I'm making a maximum impact and not to re-record it. Okay. So what would you recommend as far as like a schedule of visibility? So, uh, specifically for social media. So if I know that my visibility is going to be doing a Facebook live, how often should it be? Um, do I need to go live on Instagram? Like what's, what, tell me everything. Um, so I try to go live three times a week, but again, this is you and your brand, and this is how you want to come across. If you want to do, let's say every Wednesday, you want to do, um, 30 minutes, like a Q and a, then your audience is used to that. Right. So that's something that you can do. It's totally how you want to do it. Um, I am a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. Okay. I don't schedule my lives. I just feel, I feel passionate and I go live. And I feel like that is another thing that has made me have to not worry so much about saying, um, and all this other stuff, because when my passion comes through, I can hit it. And so I do tell myself to go live at least three days a week. I typically probably go live four days a week. Wow. Um, in a different, different, and maybe not always on Facebook. Sometimes it's on Instagram. I probably go on live Instagram less than anything else, but I do stories more on Instagram than I do on Facebook. Um, or they share over or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just being consistent. I think if you have other content, that's great. That can complement in between your lives. I think that's definitely important. Um, I do know that obviously you guys are like, you know, you're sharing pictures of houses and things like that. But anytime you can incorporate your face in something, it's really going to do much better when people can see who they're working with. I mean, I find that faces convert, not stock photos, faces of people who own the business always convert better. I just think people can resonate with that. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've done tests before where it's like, okay, well let's test, you know, text posts versus link posts versus, um, an uploaded video versus a live video. And then how does a selfie compare to all of those? And a selfie almost always wins out because it's quick. It's easy. Nobody has to really think about it, but like, Oh, look, there's Heather click like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, you know, Lloyd Dodgen. Yes. A few weeks ago, Lloyd came on and he taught us about YouTube. And a few months ago, a woman you probably don't know named Karen came on and taught us about YouTube. So is recording a video, like one video a week and uploading it on YouTube, does that qualify as being visible or is that not enough for Chrissy Connor queen of visibility definition? 
So are you meaning they do a Facebook live and take the video and upload it, or they just do one video and upload to YouTube? Uh, yeah, just one video. Like the video I'll be recording after this is on restore finish, how I made my oak tree look better. <laughs> so I don't think it's enough. And here's why I think it's important to do both, like to yeah. put a video on Facebook and put a video on YouTube. And the reason I say that is because YouTube is a long-term marketing strategy. It's not going to turn around fast for you. Um, it really takes time. It's a search engine. So we should always be putting content on there. But Facebook and Instagram, those are like short-term marketing, right? You're going to get more reaction, faster reaction, um, faster, you know, it's going to be faster to drive traffic to wherever you want to drive it to by using Facebook um, or Instagram. Um, whereas again, YouTube is just a, a longer term marketing strategy. I think they both really go hand in hand. And if you're, if you already have the video created, why not put it on both platforms? I'm all about repurposing. If I have a really good video, even if I do it live on Facebook, I'll still download it and put it on, on YouTube. If it's really good um, and I don't have anything else to post that week because I do try to do one video a week on YouTube, I will definitely take um, a Facebook Live and repurpose it on YouTube. I do those on my lazy YouTube weeks because those surprisingly have been more frequent than I care to admit. <laughs> but also on top of that, so I know that you had talked about being visible on email. And so like, for example, I have, well, I don't know how many YouTube videos, like not that many in the whole scheme of things, but maybe a dozen or so, maybe a little bit more than that at this point for my real estate business. And I've incorporated that into playlists. And so if you, if you do that video or that Facebook live, you can still get a link to that, um, to that post. So then you can uh, start a spreadsheet or I keep track of them in Airtable. It's like spreadsheet on steroids. Yeah. And then you can, um, set up a drip campaign. So anybody who, um, registers on my webpage, like the very first welcome email is like, Hey, welcome to our slice of the internet. I'm not quite sure what you're here for, but here's all the resources that we have. And we're going to share even more with you over the rest of your life, really. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're a first time buyer, click here. If you are thinking about selling your house, click here. If you just live in Des Moines, click here, you know, so on and so forth. And so don't just create that content one time, make yes. it work for you for a long time, because I mean, otherwise you're just going to be in a content creation nightmare forever. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's why I said, you know, make sure you take that live video and repurpose it in as many ways as you can. I mean, I think that's so powerful. Um, one of the things that I love doing is every morning I get up and I go to my Facebook memories and see what I posted a year ago and how can I use that as content today? Like, can I repurpose it or did I tell a story that I can use as almost like a parable type thing, you know? in relation to what I want to teach my audience today. So anytime I can use my memories or past content to update and, you know, update my audience with content today, I think that's really, really important. I mean, I'll go back, you know, even six months and repurpose content. It doesn't have to be a year old. It could be even 90 days old. Let's be honest. Not everybody sees our stuff. Right. And when you say repurpose, you mean share again, right? I mean, share it again, or if it needs updated, like I counted, this is kind of crazy. So I found I had 72 unlisted YouTube videos 
for past trainings and things that I did. And I'm like, your jello chats. I'm like, no, they're not jello chats. They're YouTube. And I'm like, I'm totally going to listen to these and go back and redo them because they, I mean, Mine are mostly technology or teaching things, so things change. So if, but if they, but even Rachel told me because I told her I had that many. She goes, if they're so relevant, download them and re-upload them on YouTube because they're unlisted. So she said, just re-upload them as a new video. And I was like, okay, so yeah, so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take these and I'm going to repurpose them. If I can use them the way they are, I will. If I need to re-record them or send them to Otter AI. You guys like know that know about Otter AI, right? Cause it's like, changed it. I know today. Oh, I know. I know I got the video. I got the video, but, um, do you know what I did though? Like for the first, I've used it for like a year. Yeah. I finally just upgraded and paid the $99. Cause I'm like, do you guys know how much free I've gotten off of you? Like I've totally like used this. So I went ahead and upgraded and matter of fact, it worked today. Cause I had a strategy call and I recorded it. Like, so I'm like, I have a like 6,000 a month now, so I might as well take advantage of it. But yeah, but Otter AI and is a great way. Um, Kelly actually told me a trick. You can get around that if you play the video and don't and upload. have it record. Yeah. Okay. So it's more like a conversation than uploading the actual video. So I thought that was kind of cool too, but yeah, so I may take and upload and get it transcribed, mm-hmm. created into an email, created into a post. So there's a lot of things that I can do with all these videos that I have. And the same thing you guys can do. You can do so many different things. Or maybe, I know don't, realtors normally like talk a lot about the community, right? Or maybe they have partners sure. in the community. Sure. So maybe something comes up and you realize you haven't done that in a long time. Go out and interview that business owner or that restaurant obviously when they're back open, but you know, I think community is so important being a realtor because that's how you're going to get more visible by, you know, helping support other small businesses in that area. So what are your thoughts on, um, I don't really know if there's a term for it or if there is a term, I don't know it, but getting more than, um, Oh God, I'm doing a really good job explaining this. So let's say I had a 40 minute video last week with one of my lenders and it had so much information in it. It's kind of a lot to take in at once, but it would also be great as like many things on their own. So would you split a video up into many videos and they don't have an intro or anything? So all of a sudden it's just playing in the middle of a conversation and it's kind of confusing, but a good point overall, would you make it a social post? without the video, like what, what are all the things you would do with that? There's a couple different things. So you could obviously in your description explain, you know, Oh, this is, this is from a longer video. I thought this was so important for my audience to know, or you could record something and just intro it. Right. Like this was, this was a part of a longer video, but I really think you, this is a great takeaway. Listen and tell me what you think. And then, you know, play it. Um, and so there's a lot of things you can do with that, but I feel like just cutting it and putting it in the description is fine. It's absolutely fine because you want the nugget, the takeaway, that's the most important thing there. And if there's people in it that you want to tag or whatever, you can still absolutely do that. But sometimes we need to digest things in smaller, in smaller things. Like if I see a 40 minute podcast, sometimes like, Oh, I don't have time for that. If I see a 10 minute podcast, like, okay, I can do that, you know? So, so I think 
absolutely taking that content and breaking it down and giving our audience the choice is a great way to be visible and to repurpose that content. Okay. That's fantastic. Although I feel like now I just have a longer list of things to do. Thanks to you, Chrissy. Hmm. Maybe this wasn't so fantastic. You're welcome. I can't wait to see you more. The queen of getting things done. How about that? There you go. Okay. Well, it looks like that might be everything unless anybody has any burning questions they want to pop in the chat here. Um, Chrissy, how would somebody get hold of you if they want to work with you or if they have questions or they want to have you be a guest on their Facebook live? How, how would they get in touch with you? Um, probably Facebook is the easiest since we're on here now. Um, it's just Chrissy Connor creates or Chrissy Connor is my personal page, but can I, I do have something. If you're okay, if I talk about this, I have a free video challenge starting on Monday. Ooh, if anybody yes. wants to do it. Like I totally welcome you to do it, especially if you're scared to do video. I won't make you do live. I will encourage you strongly to do live video, but it's really a video challenge because I feel like right now it's the most easiest way to get our face and get out there and get visible right now, especially because we can't show up in front of, you know, a room full of people or things or networking groups or BNI groups or any of those groups right now. They're really hard because obviously nobody's getting together more than 10 people. So, um, so yeah, so I decided to do a video challenge starting on Monday and it's free. It's for five days. So it's Monday through Friday. I love it. Is there a link that they can sign up for it? Yes. Do you want me to drop it in the chat and then you can copy it? Yeah. It's the visibility queen slash video challenge. Hopefully I spelled it right. Here, I'll try it before I post it. Cause that, okay. uh, that worked against me last week. Dun, 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 dun. Perfect. Okay. Yay. I'm going to link that on the Facebook post and then send it out here to anybody who's watching in zoom. So Chrissy, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, you know, I love talking about visibility because I think it's so important for, I think it's so easy for us to get busy and forget about it because mm-hmm. we're showing houses, we're listing houses, we're working contracts at 10, 11 oh, yeah. at night. And so then you forget about the things that keep your business moving forward and social visibility and, and a lot of the other visibility that you mentioned too, doesn't cost anything. And so it's really important to keep that in your routine. So thank you so much for reminding us of that and making my to-do list longer. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm so glad to be on and would love to support anybody. If they have any further questions, just reach out to me. I told you, wasn't that great? Like this girl delivers. And she also gave me a link. If you would like more of Chrissy, there's a link in the show notes, or you can go to the visibilityqueen.com. I'm going to do my best to see if I can get Chrissy on here to have like a catching up call to see where she's at now after her many, many, many days of posting uncomfortable content, uncomfortable visibility. I can't wait to hear all about it. And hopefully you find that interesting too. Have a great weekend. I'll talk with you soon.